My peoples, my peoples, my peoples, my peoples. Welcome to Right Away Podcast. I'm your host, Jeffrey Martin. Well, I finally did it, folks. I finally did it. I've been on this journey that I'm about to tell you about for 25, at least 25 years. At least 25 years. And that is, I wrote a novel. That was the hard part. But the novel is based loosely on my life. That was the hard part. Because I kept... um Starting it and stopping it, starting it and stopping it. And I didn't think I'd ever get done because I would deal with issues I really didn't want to uh, bring up. You know, I didn't want them to resurface. So I um, avoided it. And finally, I don't know, that inner voice in me was like, okay, it's time to do this. Stop being afraid of uh, looking vulnerable or weak or. Uh, like you a failure in life, whatever, all these emotions that were brought up by me looking into my past and some of the things that I've dealt with and all of it, a lot of us have dealt with. So um, I finally got through past that hump and it was a, it was a good feeling to finally finish. I didn't it could have been a lot longer. You know, it's just under 200 pages, so it could have been a lot longer because, you know, everybody's life is longer than 200 pages. But I touched on the parts that I thought were most significant for me, as far as overcoming them and and doing that kind of thing. So it's out there. It's called Ripples, Shadows, and Huddled Scraps. And actually what it is, it's um, it's fiction, but it's based, a lot of it's based on things I actually experienced. Um, but I couldn't call it nonfiction because I had to embellish some things. You know, I had to embellish about my my mom's childhood somewhat because I didn't know I, I knew bits and pieces I had to embellish about my great grandfather's life because you know I didn't know I just had bits and pieces of it so I couldn't call it a a nonfiction so it's not but um, for those of you who purchased the book the young man in it the man the 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 boy the man the young man uh, I don't really give him a name not in too many, much of the book but anyway um, that person is pretty much me pretty much a lot of those things are true. Uh, and if not true, based on some truth that I I saw. So, um, but I finally did it. That was the big thing for me. I finally did it. Such a so I'm asking for my 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 podcast friends, you, those of you who I really appreciate your support, and there are quite a few of you that support it. I don't do it as often as I should. I will. I'll get better with that. So my consistency hasn't been as great, but your consistency has always been great. And I thank you for that. I really appreciate you stopping by with your time and listening to what I have to say. And hopefully I say something of substance that um, can either help or inspire you to do whatever it is, it is that you do. So thank you. But yeah, I finally got it done. I'm So, so I wanted to put it out there um, that it's done. It's on Amazon, and once again, the name of it is Ripples, Shadows, and Huddled Scraps. And I think if you read it, that title will make sense to you uh, after you read it. And it's not that long of a read. I think it's an interesting read. It's, um, I couldn't, I I say this all the time, I couldn't make up my life. I really, it's been an interesting journey. I'll put it that way. An interesting journey. Just a regular guy trying to make it in this world. Not through criminal behavior, not through any of that stuff. Just a regular guy trying to make it in this world the right way. You know, the the world will beat up on you. I'm telling you, the world will. Whew, my goodness, you're trying to do the right thing, and the world is hitting you from all angles. 
and all of you know all of you can probably attest to that but the, the main thing is I did it and it has been something that's been on me for all of these years finish it finish it finish it but I didn't want to finish it because I didn't want to look at those things but once I looked at those things and wrote them you know they can't hurt me anymore they can't hurt. And that's how I had to look at it. They can't hurt. You. They only do what you allow them to do. And that's in life, period. People can only do to you what you allow them to do. Um, beyond that, it's on you to either leave that particular spot, leave those persons alone, get them out of your life or whatever it is, whatever the situation is. They can only do to you what you allow them or it to do. So and I had to I had to come to that realization. So. It's out. I hope you will support it. It's on Amazon. It's just under $15, so it's not going to break you. But um, And I'm not a good salesman. I should stop saying that probably. But I, I haven't been a good salesman in promoting my own stuff. And I have to get better with that. And it's not about the salesman. It's just if I have something that I want to say and I want people to hear it, I have to put it out there where people will hear it. I can't create it and then leave it in my room or on a shelf or something. So I have to get better with that. So I'm getting, I'm, I'm working on that. I'm working on that. And that's what this podcast and Facebook and Instagram and TikTok, that's what that's all about for me. Um, it's not a, um, it's not a competition for likes and all of that stuff. I really want to, I just, I basically, I want to make this world better than it was when I came into it. However I can do it in my little small way. I really, that's my main thing. It's not selling a zillion books. That'd be great. But it's not that. I want to leave, when I do leave, I want to leave something positive. I want people to be able to say positive things about what I was trying to do with the gift that the universe gave me, the gifts that the universe gave me. So that's my main purpose. But I hope you'll go out. It's called Ripples, Shadows, and Huddle Scraps by Jeffrey Martin. I hope you go out and support it. It's not going to break you. And I want your feedback. Um, my email address is Jeffrey the Poet, J E F F E R Y, the T H A P O E T, Jeffrey the Poet at gmail.com. So I want to hear your feedback on it or your feedback on even my podcast. Once again, my email is Jeffrey the Poet, J E F F E R Y, T H A Poet, P O E T at gmail.com. So I want to hear your feedback on my podcast and on the book. I hope you'll do it. I hope you'll support it. I thank you. And until next time, um, have a pleasant day, have a pleasant life, and have the type of life that you desire. Until next time, peace. My peoples, my peoples, my peoples, my peoples. Welcome to Right Away Podcast. I'm your host, Jeffrey Martin. It's good to be back. New Year. Happy New Year to everybody. I don't know if I've been on here since the New Year started. A lot of things going on. Uh, had a couple of deaths in the family, so that's always tough um, to start that way. The end of the last year and the beginning of this year, so that's kind of tough. But um, I also had a chance to talk to some college students. Um, a teacher in Los Angeles was nice enough to um, make my book require reading in her in her college class, in her college writing class. I thought that was such an honor to be a part of that. So that was nice. Um, and I just kind of stressed how important writing has always been for me, you know, and continues to be for me. It is my, um, it is my therapy. You know, it is really, it has always been my therapy. I didn't know 
when I first started writing that it would turn into something so important in my life. But over the over the years, it has become, you know, when I have something a lot on my mind, I write. You know, I really do. I write. And I don't write for a particular audience or audience at all. I write for me. I write to get it out. And I just got into that habit of instead of holding things in, I write them out. Sometimes people see it. Sometimes they don't. Sometimes I share it. Sometimes I don't. But I try to always write it, regardless. I try to always write. And that's why I was telling the students that, um, you know, it's not just, it's more than a hobby. You know, it's more than a habit. It's it's a way of life. You know, it's really a way of life for me. It uh, And not, I would like to make money from it. I really would. I would like to make, I mean, who doesn't want to make money from something that they, that they love? But... That's not the that's not the go-to. That's not the everything. That's not all that it's about for me. It never has been. And it probably never will be. Uh, I write because it gives me a cleansing kind of feeling. It gives me uh, that way to say things that maybe nobody is around to hear, but I need to get it out. So I just write it on a piece of paper. I write it in a notebook. I write it in a journal. I write it through a poem or an essay or just a sentence or two. And it, it just helps me so much. It, it, and that's what I try to push onto people that you don't have to be, you don't have to consider yourself a writer. You really don't. You don't have to consider yourself a writer. That comes later. If, if that's, if it becomes a love for you, then that comes later. But the, the act of writing is so healing. It's so um, invigorating. It really is. Not maybe not at first, but after a while, once you get into the um, the routine of it and making it a point to write something, if not every day, every other day. If not every other day, then you know once every three days. However you want to work it out, I would I would opt to say writing something down every single day is a good thing. And I I got that advice. I think I said that on this podcast before. Uh, Ray Bradbury came to my high school when I was in high school. And he, um, I don't remember a lot of the stuff he said. I hadn't, at that time, I hadn't read any, any of his books. I probably had seen some a movie or two of his or one of his books that had been made into a movie. I probably had seen it. But I've never really been a science fiction guy, to be honest with you. But I knew he was a writer. He came to the auditorium. I wasn't paying attention very much. But I knew he was a writer. And at that time, I knew I was doing a lot of writing. I didn't know what I would be as far as where writing would take me. But I remember um, he said something that stuck with me. He said, for you writers out there, and I'm, I'm paraphrasing because I don't, you know, that's been a lot of years ago, but I'm paraphrasing. But basically he said, for you writers out there in the audience, my advice to you would be to write something down every single day, whether it be a word a sentence, a couple of sentences, a paragraph, a page, two pages, five pages. It doesn't matter, but write something down every single day. And I don't know why that stuck with me. Years later, I, I still think, and I still think about that. I still get on myself whenever I miss a day of writing. I really do. I, I'm like, oh, I didn't write in my journal today. You know, there are those days that you get so busy that you, at least me, I don't get a chance to get to it. By the time I get to it, I'm not thinking clearly. I'm like, I don't want to just write garbage in my journal. I want to write something that I thought about. So sometimes I'll miss. But for the most part, I try to write 
every day. I really do. I try to take it, heed his words of advice to write every day because I think if you do love writing and you want to be a better writing, write, writer, two things you have to do, I think. One is write, of course, and the other one is read. Those two things, in order to be a better writer, a better thinker, you have to do those two things for sure. I, I don't think you can have one without the other. You can read a bunch, but if you don't write, you don't know what the reading is doing for your writing. And you can write a bunch, but if you don't read to expand your vocabulary, then your writing doesn't evolve. And writing should always be evolving. In fact, I think art should always be evolving. I read something. I, who was it? This, maybe it was Picasso. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. But I read an art, something that an artist said. And I think it was Pablo Picasso. I think it was him that said that. Um, but if not, I apologize to whoever the artist was. And I forget who it was. But um, he said that the biggest mistake an artist makes is trying to duplicate success. And for me, that said, you know, like if you're successful at, you write a book and it's really successful. What he's saying is, if you write a book that's successful and then you come back and you try to do that same thing over again, you know, you're hurting yourself. You're hurting yourself. So sometimes success can be a bad thing for an artist because they want to duplicate that success and have that same success with whatever comes back comes after that. And I think writing is one of those things where you um, you evolve, you evolve, and it gets better over time. You know, it gets better. Some may really hit, and then you write something else, and it doesn't hit. It doesn't mean it's not good, though. You know, it doesn't mean it's not good. Maybe the audience, your audience, um, or the maybe you don't have the right audience that has been um, introduced to your book, you know? So it's not always that it, you did worse on the second book or second album or second painting or whatever it is. It's just sometimes the audience has changed or you've shifted and in, and in you shifting your, as you evolve, maybe that calls for another audience, a different audience, you know? So, um, but writing, it's, I, I don't know, it's so powerful. I, I talk about it all the time. But it has truly changed my life. You know, it truly changed my life from a mental aspect, from a physical aspect, from a spiritual aspect. In all three aspects, it's changed my life. It it had an impact on all three. And I think we're made up of three. Uh, this is just the way I feel. Um, we're spiritual, we're mental, and we're physical. And I think all three of those have to be balanced. And for me, balancing those things means improving as a human being, um, working on things that, I, that are important to me, and learning as much as I can, and putting that into whatever art or whatever talent or whatever gift I think I have, putting all three of those into that. And that's what um, writing and has taught me to do. As well, writing and reading has ta have taught me to do. They made me better in all aspects of my life. Um, reading about what people did with their lives, how they changed in their lives, how writing changed their lives, how going through a certain situation changed their life, and then they write about it. And I think when people write things, 
I don't know if they initially know what kind of impact they're going to have on people. But it's such a blessing that they write things because they leave it and you never meet those people, but their words are here forever. And I, I know, I, and I've mentioned this a lot of times, a lot, um, that I've been so fortunate with the people I've read, read about, and actually read about in biographies or that kind of thing, historical biographies or whatever it is, but also their own words too. Sometimes things about them are really interesting, and then other times it's what they say and how they interpret what has happened to them. It's so interesting. You know, it's so interesting. And as being human beings, if you speak from the heart, you're going to touch somebody else's heart. That's what I found with writing. If you speak your truth, if you speak your truth, if you really, you're writing from a place where um, you're not trying to impress anybody, you're not trying to win over uh, uh, readers, you're not trying to, you're just speaking from that place that true place in yourself, it's going to strike a chord with people. It is. It's going to strike a chord with people. And so, um, and that's what reading did for me. So many people struck a chord with me that it influenced or not influenced, it impacted my writing. And I didn't want to write just superficial things, whether it be poetry or stories or Essays, whatever it was, I didn't want. I never wanted it to be superficial because the people that impacted me with their words weren't superficial, and I didn't want to write like them. But I wanted to have that impact. I wanted to have that impact on people that, um, that that touches that heart chord, you know, that, that heart string, you know, that even if they didn't go through the same experiences, it tap into something where they look at your, their experiences. And how they can better maneuver around the experiences that have, that have impacted and shaped their lives. So that's that's what um, that's what writing has meant for me. You know, it's been such um, such a powerful force in my life. And like I said, I didn't start this thing off wanting to write for an audience. I just wanted to write. And more importantly than wanting to write, I wanted to heal. I wanted to be better today than I was yesterday. And it started with writing. I just wanted to be a better person. I wanted to have confidence. You know, I wanted to have confidence. I wanted to have self-esteem. I wanted to um, be able to look people in the eye when, as a younger guy. Um, I wanted to be able to speak with confidence. I wanted to be able to walk with confidence. I wanted to be cool in my own skin. I didn't want to have to... Uh, strive to be like somebody else I saw on television or I saw on a, uh, uh, at a sporting event or I saw, you know, I didn't want to do that. And writing made, helped me do that, helped me develop my own voice. We all have a voice, whether we develop it or not, that's another thing, but we all have a voice. We come here with the potential to have our own voice and we have to find our voice. And sometimes some of us have to struggle to find that voice more than others. Sometimes it's kind of clamped out of us or um, or it's beaten out of us, or it's you know it's talked out of us, but we're convinced that we don't have a voice, and so we have to reinvent ourselves. We have to re reinvent. And for me, it was through writing that I was able to reinvent myself, or get back to myself, because I wasn't changing who I was; I was becoming who I was. And so, and writing did that for me. It was, it has been, it will be. Um, 
one of the things I my go to. My go to. It is my go to when I have a lot on my mind. When I'm I don't watch television, but when I you know hear the news and I hear what's going on around the world or in the community, um, it is my way to to deal with that. I don't want to just take that stuff in because when you take that stuff in, you know, uh, whatever you take in, that's what you regurgitate out. So I try not to do too much of the negative stuff and the crazy stuff. I leave it alone. I leave it where it is. I don't want it. Um, But when I am in an environment where I do see some of the negatives and some of the, you know, things I I really struggle with, then I write about it because I don't want to keep it inside for too long. I really don't. You know, I don't want to keep it inside. So... Writing has been that. I just finished, um, I don't know how many times I've read The Art of War, but I was just reading The Art of War, and it's really not about war. <laughs> I mean, you could take it as as war, but it's really about life. It's really about life and being strategic. And you know, one thing I've learned about uh, uh, strategies, reading this book again, I don't know how many times I've read it, but it just dawned on me that it's not the braver person that wins the war. It's not even the smartest person that wins the war. It's the most strategic person that wins the war. And I never really, but that's what, you know, the bravest, a lot of the, and I was reading, as I was reading them, I'm thinking a lot of these guys that are known as great warriors, what they did was they attacked the enemy at their weakest point. They didn't go at them at their strongest point. Because that wouldn't make sense. They were brave, but they weren't stupid. So they didn't go at them at their strongest point. They would find a weak link and go at that. That's what that's what the warriors would do. Same thing with the smart guys. He would t- attack them, you know. But uh, uh, you can't outsmart somebody all the time. You can't outmaneuver. I mean, you know, you can't out strengthen someone, uh, you know, or outfight somebody all the time. You get a lot. You lose a lot of stuff in that way but if you're strategic and that's just in life too sometimes you can't hit things head on you got to kind of navigate around it you're still dealing with it but you're not going head on into that fence or into that wall it has to be strategic so it's not the, the big strong guy however you want to you know however you want to uh, uh, hypothesize that not not as far as muscles but just strong you know strong army strong whatever it is it's not that guy or lady and it's not always the smartest one in the room. It's the person that's strategic and says, okay, how can I do this? How can I get this accomplished with the least amount of stress, hurt, um, loss? How can I do this? How can I achieve this goal strategically? And that's the, that's the army that won many times. In fact, most of the time. It wasn't the warrior that he was just out brave somebody. That wasn't it. That wasn't it. That sounds good on the resume, but that's not what won him the war or her the war. What won the war was being strategic and attacking when uh, whoever you were attacking wasn't ready for it or at a weak point or when they were tired uh-huh. or, or when they had fought for days and days and didn't get a break. You know, that's when you attack them. You don't attack them when they're at their peak. And I was thinking, and as I was reading the book, I was thinking about boxing because I love boxing. It's one of the few sports I still um, watch every once in a while. I don't watch too many other things, but 
Um, and a fighter won't go into a ring going into the guy's strength. He or her or woman's strength. They'll weakness. You know, he's 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 susceptible to the left hook or he's susceptible to the uppercut. Whatever. Um, that's what they're looking for. They're looking for the weak, and that's in life too. You know, that's in life too. You can't just go at everything head on. Sometimes you have to maneuver around it. And for me, writing and reading helped me to navigate through life a lot. It wasn't easy, but it's easier because I was thinking now. I wasn't so emotional in what I was doing. You know, I was thinking. Um, not maybe not as strategic as this Sun Tzu with this art of war. But something like that, you know. So writing has been so um, important. And then when I coupled it with reading, it just took it to another level altogether. You know, I, I just another level. It's, it's been such a... And I've met so many people through the written word. People I would not have met had we not been connected to this written word in some aspect. So... As the new year begins, it's just getting rolling. You know, we're into the second month of the new year. Um, I just want to write. I just want to write. Lost a family member, like I was saying earlier. Um, And that just confirmed for me that, you know, we don't know. Nobody knows. Everybody has uh, um, a final day. But until that final day, use your gifts and talents. Use them to the utmost. All of them. All of them. As much as you can. That's that's what the new year has set, has spoken to me so far. Use what you have to the utmost. To the utmost. Because nobody brings it. Nobody brings it like you on this planet. Nobody has. Nobody will. So take the gifts and talents that you have and use them. Not just for monetary gain. Just use them because you can. Like, um, uh, uh, oh, what's it? Uh, Maya Angelou said something that was so profound. She said, the more you create, the more that's given to you to create. So you can't run out of creative ideas. You, The more you give of your creative self, the more the universe gives you cr- more stuff to create. So if I can say anything on this podcast, use your gifts and talents. All of them. Use them to the utmost because they were given to you and only you. And it's a disservice to you and to the universe for you to have those beautiful talents and gifts and keep them in a, in a closet or on a bookshelf, you know, or um, in a garage. It's not what you're giving it for. So use your talents. Until next time, peace.